Hi, I'm E.K. Johnston, author of Star Wars Ahsoka, Queen's Shadow, and Queen's Peril, and you're listening to the Living Force Podcast. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. Trust the Force. A Utini Podcast Network production. To bring forth the merchandise. Episode 129, celebrating the women of Star Wars. We will not condone a course of action that will lead us to war. On this episode, new Patreons and upgrades. I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. Darth Revan is coming to the PS5. You look good. A little rough around the edges, but good. And the Utini crew talks about the influence of women in the Star Wars universe. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And now, here are your hosts. We need Luke Skywalker. Dr. Corey Hilton, Eric Eilerson, Wes Jenkins, and guest host Emma Park. Utini! What is up, everyone? Welcome into the Living Force of Utini Network podcast. I am one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me on the soundboard and other places is a complimentary of amazing characters, starting with the one, the only, the doctor, the Corey the Hilton! <laughs> What up, what up? Happy to be here. Been uh, working on my trailer all week. It's coming along nicely, guys. Check out my YouTube channel. Smash that like and subscribe button if you know what I'm saying. Awesome. Really great marketing not to tell them the name of the channel, but it's too late now. Right. We're not <laughs> You know who would never forget that because they have the mind of a steel trap and the jawline of a Greek god? Wes Jenkins. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Um, I have a tropical storm knocking on my front door at the moment, so if the lights oh. go out, just you know, handle the show Let's without me. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you can handle it, but just FYI, there's a there's wind and rain. In wow, my well, you know what? I'm hoping those lights don't go out. But if your lights go out, the sun Thanks. will shine all the brighter because she's in the northern part of the country. On our very own Emma from the Cosmic Force. Hello, Emma, hello. Oh yeah, I love those <laughs> those sound effects. Those are good. My uh, hey guys, so excited to be here. Yes, welcome we're back, so Emma. To have you again on the show. Uh, we do not have Dr. Charles Hankel today. You know what? Fine, Charles. Good. 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 <laughs> uh, he, he, we did a one-part roundtable, and he's like, I can't. I can't, I can't do two shows in a row like that. I need a break. But uh, we're so happy to have Emma here tonight for a very special event. And Emma, why don't you tell the folks, we teased it last week, what this episode is especially and how it's actually working into the rest of the week with all the shows in the UTD network. Yeah, so this idea was sort of born out of a uh, Cosmic Force sort of like planning meeting where we were talking about topics that we want to uh, discuss in the future. And uh, when we were talking about it, you know, comics have for a long time been sort of toxic to women and so we wanted to talk about it in the star wars sense um and when we were talking about it i thought you know what let's get all three live shows in on this because we've done one crossover event that was about shadows of the empire um and we did that with uh, legends look back and cosmic force and so i figured you know what let's just let's up the ante let's get all three shows in on this because it's a great subject to talk about uh women in star wars and and i think um it's great to recognize uh, all the great work that not only uh, uh women uh, who create star wars work do but also the 
truly amazing uh, women characters in Star Wars, particularly in the expanded universe. So uh, I'm really excited that everybody uh, agreed to do this. And, you know, we're going to have a fun guest on the uh, on the Cosmic Force. And Legends Look Back is making their uh, great return uh, tomorrow night. That's uh, Thursday night at uh, 930 Eastern um, with, you know, all new look and, and hosts and all of that. So, um, really, really excited about this event and, uh, thanks everybody at Utini for really making this happen. Mm. Women. So stoked. They're awesome. Right. And I love that our first yeah. crossover event was accidentally about the most sexist thing Star Wars has maybe ever done. And then we decided, yeah. you know what? Let's turn that around. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the opposite That's so of that. Yes. It's so true. I'm excited to talk about this one. Um, like we talk, I want to talk about this a little later. Remind me and we'll bring it back up. But when Caleb joined the team, uh, mm-hmm. one of the hosts on the Cosmic Force, when he joined the team, uh, we were talking about something and he brought up the, the term women in refrigerators, which is mm-hmm. one, of, one of the most fascinating things ever to me. And I want to talk about it later on the show. So let's mm-hmm. do it. We will definitely bring it back. And I'm sure that'll be a big hitting point in the Cosmic Force as well. But before we get to that... Uh, a couple things, a couple little bits of business, as we do at the beginning of the show. As some of you may know, Corey, you can plug your ears for right now. Uh, this past Sunday, brought back the National Football League into the homes of a few nerds and a lot of football fans. And here at Eugene, <laughs> we do a fantasy football league, and I promise to keep the audience updated. So here is your brief Eugene fantasy football league update. Now, every time we do this, there will be a Monday Night Football game happening right now, every week. So, one, huge sacrifice by us. Being on this show and not watching the game. We love you. Speak for yourself. Um, I, oh, I do, often. But also, uh, this, these are the scores as they are right now. We want to give a shout-out to our very own James, who is a, a Discordian, not a staff member, but he is leading our league currently with a score of 165. And we want to give a shame to our very own Andrew Bell on staff, who is the bottom of the barrel currently with 89 points. Now, if you remember... As that's right. he should... Last week, we told you Andrew was the one who traded away Christian McCaffrey and Stephon Diggs for Derrick Henry and Julio Jones. And then this week, he played James, who now has <laughs> Christian McCaffrey and Stephon Diggs, and is getting the absolute tar beat out of him by 75 points. But <laughs> overall, congratulations to James for having such a great week one. It was a great week one of games. Currently, um, I am slated to win this week, which I'm very happy about. Uh, Emma and Wes are having a little bit of a rougher time. Wes, you got a miracle tonight, though. I'm not. I don't have a rougher time. Okay, <laughs> so Lamar Jackson can easily score the 80 points that I need to win. Just that that one guy, <laughs> or he'll <laughs> score about eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or he'll get sick and I'll have to sit out the rest of the game. Um, but well, I have we'll I have see. high hopes. I have high hopes. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, Andrew, enjoy your waffles at the end of the season because you're going to be eating a lot of them. <laughs> Emma, how are you feeling about your team after week one? Um, not super great. I already have uh, two of my players on IR, so not That's the rough. best start. Um, but you know what? Congrats to Jacob for winning the first round of, of Cosmic Force matchups. There will be more to come because Tyler's in the league too, so... I'm gonna get I'm gonna get one of them next time. I'm sure. <laughs> you absolutely will. And since we have you on the show, before we go out to our patrons, I gotta ask you, Mac Jones, what do you think? Okay, loving Mac. I thought he looked really, really good. He's making some good throws. Team as a whole, eh? I mean, we lost the Dolphins. That's just gross. I mean, I don't like that. <laughs> they are the smartest mammals. I mean, so there's something there. That's but true. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I, you yeah. have a point. I mean, what even is a, a you know the flying Elvis? You know, what even is that? I don't know. It's nothing. It's absolutely <laughs> nothing. But uh, but yeah, I hope nothing but the worst for your team, but all the best for you. Um, and I can't lie, Mac. All the rookie quarterbacks look decent, especially Trevor Lawrence's hair. That conditioner is working overtime. All right. <laughs> Thank you for your team sports talk. We'll keep you all updated. And, of course, go into the sports Discord channel uh, if you want to have any more actual football talk. Uh, we have a lot of fun over there as well. All right. Now back to the nerd Star Wars talk um, that our lovely patrons segue support us for. We want to give a shout-out to a couple of our patrons, including Adam Bell, who became a new monthly patron, and to Jeremy Kazina, who upgraded to become a member of our Jedi High Council this week. All right. Oh, airhorn, 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 airhorns all the way. <laughs> um, thank you all. Uh, for real, this, this is getting us closer and ever closer to our Attack of the Clones commentary Patreon goal. We are very close. We are astonishingly close. Um, and we cannot wait for that. Um, and this week, we wanted to celebrate a patron of our own, who I see is in the chat, as he is most weeks. Our very own OK Endar is patron of the week this week, and he sent us in the following picture and the following message, which I will be happy to read. He says the following. Hello, my name is Wesley, but most people I know call me Wes. Great right. name. Oh, no, there are two of them. <laughs> um, I <have> a Colorado- <laughs> I'm a Colorado native and currently live in Littleton. My father introduced me pretty young to the original trilogy, and my interest in the franchise grew from there. My favorite Star Wars material isn't an easy choice for me, but I think I'm going to have to select the Knights of the Old Republic video games. Hell of a week for that, man. Mm. Uh, The story, characters, and music made the world open up in a medium I enjoy. Last year, I was doing some cleaning around the house due to the amount of free time I gained during the COVID pandemic, and I found my hardcover copy of The Revenge of the Sith that I had since 7th grade. I'm 30 now, by the way. And I decided to start looking around on YouTube for any reviews of current content. Utini popped up in the listings, and I grew to love the channel. After some time watching the great discussions and material everyone at Utini has been putting out, I decided I wanted to help keep the, keep the group moving forward. I appreciate everyone that is a part of Utini and how welcoming the community is. Being able to tune into an episode while at work makes the day much easier to get through. Oh, we're so glad, man. My question for the hosts. If you lived in the Star Wars universe and just became a Jedi Padawan of a Master... Who would you want to train you in the ways of the Force? Ooh, that's a fun question. That's a great question. Mm. Um, from a, again, like we said, uh, Wes now prime Wes for this moment. Okay, Endar, uh, we see you in the, <laughs> see the chat at so many live shows. We love seeing your comments. You're an awesome member of this community, and we so appreciate you uh, hanging out and asking questions like this. Now, y'all, uh, Emma, Coach our guest too. I can't wait to talk more about that today. Oh, yeah. Yo- I'm I'm, al- yeah. I'm already shaking in my boots. I know. Uh, I know. Emma, guest of honor. <clears throat> Who is your master? You know, this might be a tiny bit of a wild card, but I think I've got to say Leia. I think I think Ooh, she's got a really great yeah. perspective on the Force, uh, just mm-hmm. because she wasn't like she's not really deep into all that like Jedi lore and drama of the past. Like right. she kind of has like a separated view from it. And I I think that would be. Really great. And also, I mean, she's Leia. She's awesome. I think it'd be so fun to be trained by her. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good one. Love that. Good pick. <clears throat> I got one. Go for okay. it. 
Quinlan Voss, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to be trained as Quinlan Voss. Like he is, uh, he's such a rebel and a mm-hmm. crazy dude. I love it. He's like barely a Jedi, if we're being honest. He's oh, a yeah, lot no, of chaotic he... energy for sure. Yeah, he is a lot yeah. of chaotic energy. I love it. If you ever work with Corey on a project, that it fits so perfectly. You're like, yeah. we're just gonna go. <laughs> we're just gonna do it. Go, 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 go. Well, yeah, then, pretty much, Corey's. Corey's master would might be friends with my master that would train me in Rail Avaros. Rail Avaros. I feel like this is very fitting for you, Wes. He's, he's incredible. <laughs> yeah, he seems like he'd be from the South, and he also seems like he doesn't even follow anything that the Jedi Order preaches. So, I mean, no, right. that's fair. That's he, fair. He'll, he'll teach me how to how cut people up with a lightsaber and then, um, you know, be promiscuous. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he would. He would take you to bar and be like, so my Padawan. Eh? Eh? And one with the force, and one forces with me, and also babes. Yeah. <laughs> and beer. Now, Padawan, what happens in the club state? All right, anyway. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to take, uh, I'm looking in the chat here. Harish has a great one. I'm going to take Jora Molly. I think would actually Ooh. be a great master from the High Republic. Um, very good, a master very we good. don't see as much, but we do see like her teachings with wreath and um, we get to kind of see how, what her style is like in flashback and things like that. And I think that she would have a really awesome way of teaching like my personality, how I learn. I feel like it would, it would fit very well with, with Jora Molly. Um, you know, Good stuff in the chat. Yeah. What do we got uh, here? Uh, Super nerd. Gavin says, of course, Wes, Wes chooses the rail, the Texas Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> That's the official name. Uh, although he doesn't have a good track record with Padawans, Wes. <laughs> One time. That's a good point. Come That's on. A good point. There's, uh, some, there's some Kanan, uh, Jorah Mali, uh, yep. Elzar Man. Just some good choices who's, there. Who's, good choices my, there. Who's my replacement master, Gavin? All right, after, you know, what happens, happens. If I needed to keep going, I got to say, I probably wouldn't go to Comac like Wreath does. What the... I, What's the neck one? Who's the guy with the long neck again? Yariel Poof. Poof. I want, <laughs> the neck one. I want, I want Poof. Yeah, dude, Poof has a big thing in uh, in uh, Tempest Runner, right? Yeah. Uh, Yariel uh, Poof. Yeah. That Poof. Is it? No, it's, uh, sure. uh, um, it's fingernails. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Upper Rancisus. Yeah. Upper yeah. Rancisus. That's right. That's right. Snake Man. Yeah. yeah. It's not neck. It's not neck. It's fingernails. It's, it's fingernail <laughs> Snake Man. We, should, we need to just nickname all the all the Jedi Council and just that needs to be on a Utini T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so one more I want to bring up in the chat. Our buddy Brian from Pink Milk's in here. He says, "I'd love to be taught by Mother Talzin. Teach oh, about good. the Force hey. with love, compassion, and respect for the lost. The Night Sisters really mm. deal a lot with those they've lost. That would be great because not That's a lot of people pick. do that." Yeah, you can use you can use shrunken heads, shrunken heads to be uh, you know as part of your force training. That's right. <laughs> I said I just said shrinking. I'm a doctor, guys. Shrinking heads, <laughs> come to the clinic. Um, but yes, uh, if you're watching this later um, in, on YouTube, go ahead in the comments. I never say this because like, we know we're live, but like tell us who your master would be. I'd love to see some of your comments. Put them on Twitter. Put them in uh, YouTube comments. You know all the socials. We'd love to hear what you got to say. All right, now. It is time for the Star Wars Weekly Roundup. All right, folks. Not a lot of news today, but maybe one of the most impactful news stories in the history of this show, based on who's on it. Um, this week, if you all missed it, there was a little something called the PlayStation Showcase, where all of us that worked at home took our second screens and watched PlayStation trailers. And <laughs> how it started um, was with a little teaser from... Uh, 
I said, like, Lucasfilm. They're like, okay. Is it Jedi Fallen Order 2? Is what we thought. And there was a little voiceover. And then a lightsaber got raised. And Corey put up the image that we saw. It dun, was dun, Revan! Kotor remake! Let's yes. Republic is being fully remade from the ground up um, for the PS5 and PC. And, guys, what what was what was your reaction to this news? Never... My first reaction was I need to get a PS5. Yeah, ASAP. 100%. <laughs> Fair. Yes. Never yeah, seen absolutely. the quality <laughs> of Darth Revan or Revan in that in that context. Yep. You see like Yoink. how Beautiful. how quick it was in, in the animation and then the oh, oh. oh you're going to do it. It's just it gives me chills every time. <laughs> yeah, the only sad the only sad part about it is the uh the giant this is not actual game footage at the bottom yeah. of the screen. Which of course but, it's not, but yeah, yeah, this is huge though. Ooh. I mean, the fact that this even exists is is massive. Like I mean, this is not it's not a reboot, all right? Or, you know, actually, you know what? Let me go back to that image. This is not a reboot. This is a remake, yeah, right? Like this is Final what it Fantasy says. 7. Like they're, re- they're yeah. they're making the game completely with the new engine. Um and okay, Andar just said in the chat Tomorrow, if you're watching us live on the 14th, GameStop is doing a PS5 drop for pro members. So if you're if you pay oh the 15 bucks or whatever, heads up. Um, yeah, so this I'm is super the- excited by this. You guys yeah. know how much I'm obsessed with Kotor. Like I've played that game. It. You love like, it. Probably, <laughs> probably. Ser- in all seriousness, everybody exaggerates when they talk about this. But like I've 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 seriously played all the way through it, somewhere between nine and twelve times. Like mm-hmm. like all the way through. I mean, it's a 20 hour game, right? It's yeah. not something easy to run through right and i'm really really excited for this like we don't know anything about it they haven't released any details hardly except Mm -hmm. for that it's going to start on playstation a delayed release it will come to the other consoles eventually Mm -hmm. it's also going to come out on pc uh, at release it's a big deal total remake modern Mm -hmm. engine telling a similar story this is really exciting and they've been like and and asper is the company so it's not bioware Uh, bioware is not officially affiliated with it now but asper has worked on a lot of remakes for stuff in the past, they're really good at kind of redefining stuff. Um, this has been in development for a while. There's been rumors for years about this happening. Yeah. And the fact that they're willing to announce it officially, like, there's been some work going on. And I guess all I want to ask you all now is that whether we've played it or not, whether we're huge fans of it or not, what is one thing you hope coming out of it that might be, like, different? Like, what would you like to see in KOTOR remake that's completely different from the first one but will still kind of have the mm. spirit of the original game i would really love to see more flashbacks to the mandalorian wars mm. um so, oh, so new like, like, cutscenes and stuff like that yeah you know it's so funny like the mandalorian wars are not like they're not like really a heavy part of either coach War one or coach War two but they're mm. talked about literally every single scene just about right everything is all about how revan like rallied all the jedi against the mandalorians and he Mm -hmm. and he's sort of responsible for destroying the jedi order because they all wanted to follow them into war and become like war hungry and stuff right it's all that's Mm -hmm. like that's revan's defining moment but like Mm -hmm. other than one or two little weird sort of flashbacks that you get in a cave spoiler alert Mm-hmm. On uh, Korriban, right? You, on, there's man. not there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of real rich story with the Mandalorian Wars. So I would love to see some like real flashbacks, mm-hmm. like, like actual that would be added really content, good. not just mechanics, mm-hmm. like actual story content. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I would like the gameplay to be more hands on. I mm-hmm. was not a huge fan of like all right block here. RPG yeah, kind of mechanics, mechanics. Like a turn based stuff. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. 
So if it was a little more hands-on, I, I mean, I can I can tolerate the RPG stuff, but um, mm -hmm. like having a like a maybe a separate mission or like a certain way that you can fight only in this in this way, like you to like be able to block blaster bolts with your mouse or with your controller somehow instead mm -hmm. of just like fun. press block press triangle for yeah. block. Yeah, I, I I recently started playing a little bit of the Final Fantasy VII remake um, before I got distracted uh, by other games, but <laughs> I, like that was an example where the original was very turn-based, was either very pixelated, and then mm -hmm. they remade it, and now it is all real-time combat. That's also absolutely my number one. Um, and Emma, before we went live, you said that you had a very very specific tidbit you wanted to talk about in relation to our show as a whole, so the floor is yours. Yeah, so while I was doing some research for um, our Cosmic Force Women in Star Wars episode, I came across a Star Wars Adventures um, author. She's written some uh, Star Wars Adventure issues of Star Wars Adventures um, named Sam Maggs, and she's going to be writing this game, or mm -hmm. one of the writers on it, which is very, very cool, and I'm, I can't wait for that. Um, I think, you know, one thing that I would want out of this game is... Um, uh, maybe a little bit more representation. You know, obviously mm -hmm. we have Basila, uh, who is a main, a main character. Um, but I think, I, I hope that we'll get uh, a little bit more uh, representation. And um, I haven't finished the original one yet. I'm still working on it. I know, I know. I started it like a year ago. Um, but so far, you know, I hope that we get like HK47 back. Uh, he's hilarious. Mm -hmm. He reminds he's me a great. lot of um, Triple Zero. Um, and honestly, it'd be cool to like, it'd be cool to get maybe like one or two background characters um, that connect maybe a little bit to something in canon. I know that's hard with the time period and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, <clears throat> but maybe, maybe just, I don't know, connecting it to some more modern day Star Wars, I think would be really awesome. Yeah. A, a couple of like subtle things that they can just put in like you know the the background lines that people are talking around can mention some stuff maybe we see yeah like a Republic like later. a statue of the prime Jedi in the background like that would be enough for oh. me <laughs> yeah that would all be incredible and uh, of course obviously one other unfortunate thing about this if your mute list isn't great on Twitter you've seen there's already people of other certain communities that are saying well Revan is canonically this and all these women are gonna make this look if you're if you're new around here. Hi, welcome to Utini. Um, if you are any part of a person that wants to harass anyone working on this game at all, See and, also, and also think that like certain characters can't be women or that ruins anything, um, bye. It was nice having you here for the first twenty minutes of the show. Uh, go away, yeah, uh, because that is no. Place one of the best here. parts. One of the best parts of the Coach Work games is you can play as a woman. Like yeah. that's an option mm -hmm. in the beginning of the game. Like, and it was somewhat controversial at the time to do that. Like yeah. a turn-based RPG game, but it's not canon. It's, uh, who cares? All right, I don't care about that. Right? There's a light side and a dark side version of that game, which are totally different. And, and like yeah. only one narrow path is like the quote-unquote canon story. Yeah. So and who knows who cares? what it'll end up being as far as storytelling goes, but. Regardless of what happens, the, the sexism element will, will have no part in it. Um, I'll tell you one thing that was in the original game that I would love to see more of. Um, just in general, I was thinking of what you guys were talking about that uh, a minute ago. <laughs> Swoop by <bike> racing. <laughs> <laughs> basically, basically, but what if the what if, you know, Charles would be so mad? What if we get a swoop bike game and not a pod racing game? That would be so <laughs> no! infuriating. No! Oh my god! Yeah, uh, no, the destruction of Terrace in that game is so incredible, and the fact yeah. that like Bastila is such a major character, like. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, let's all be honest. Bastila was like I, my video game crush. I loved Bastila. She was such Jennifer an amazing Hale, character. Yes, Jennifer Hale played Bastila. Super, super good. Oh, I love that. So we'll be looking forward to that. It's. I'm going to guess it's going to come out at earliest holiday 2022. I'm guessing probably 2023. Ooh, still at 23, Ooh, man. They, they released a CGI teaser, dude. 23, yeah, so absolutely. Let's say let's say E3 next year we get a first look at a trailer and then we'll go... Or no, Celebration. What am I talking about? It's going to be a Celebration. We'll get a trailer. Oh, celebration? Oh, yeah. oh, maybe a teaser. A, a teaser trailer. Teaser. More than, you know, something. And a demo so. disc. They hand out demo discs. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Don't tempt me. Oh, no, I haven't for tasted AOL, those PS5! Though, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that'll be fun. Another thing that'll be fun, though, is another thing we got this morning over on StarWars.com. Um, not everyone check this out because it, it's not spoilery, but it's a little info um, on Star Wars Visions that's coming out. Uh, we got a brief little article this morning uh, over on there that told us about some of the protagonists that are coming up. Uh, we have it on the screen now. You can just kind of meet the heroes of a couple shorts. They got some names. We have the Ronin there from the duel, especially for those of us that are looking forward to that book. And a couple others. And we just wanted to highlight this because if you, like us, cannot wait for Star Wars Visions to drop, there's just some cool character names, some character portraits, and a few little interviews over there to kind of get you prepped for some of the people that we're going to see. And, I mean, it's weird because we're in that, you know, post-Bad Batch life now, and every time I think about Visions, I just think this is going to set the fandom on fire in the best way. Like, I think everyone's just going to freak out. This looks so cool yeah. every time I see anything I'm about so it. I'm so excited for this. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of new characters. So everybody's going. Some people are going to latch on to say, you know what? That's actually my favorite. Who exactly. cares about Chewbacca? I want, <laughs> I want Ronan as my favorite character. Hat droid. Right. It's all about <laughs> B-556, the hat droid. I have, a, I have found that this thing is a little lesser known, too, than other Star Wars projects. Like, I found this coming up in conversation, like, a lot lately that, like, I've literally pulled up the trailer and showed them a couple tidbits to, like, three or four people in the last couple of weeks because, like... You know, we're talking about, oh, yeah, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, have you heard about the Star Wars anime coming out? And they're like, no, what is that? So then I have to pull out my phone. I've done this with patience, too. And, uh, <laughs> good. You good. can't leave yeah, yet. Yeah. You can't leave yet. Sit here and it's, watch it. It's this really good. <laughs> I am. That's right. I really, I have one wish, and that is for Disney Plus. Just put it first on the banner on the day it comes yes. out. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Don't put it like fifth. Like Bad Batch in the end was like third or fourth behind like the yeah. Air Bud spinoff or whatever. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> To put visions first, um, Air Bud. <laughs> well, be coming. I mean, eventually, um, if it if it's on Disney Plus, they'll find it. People yeah. will find it, so that that's, that shouldn't be too difficult. But yeah, having it as the first thing that shows up on the banner, I mean, people are like, "Ooh, what is that?" Yeah, that's, yeah. that's always a big look? deal. It'll be cool, and I think that's that's next week. They all drop on the same day, and again, no pressure to our listeners or viewers, but we do know. That the first week analytics mean a bit to shareholders and creators. So if you want more cool, weird Star Wars stuff, you got Disney Plus already. Or you're on your friend's account. We know. Just have Visions running just in the background for, I don't know, a week or a month. Put or it on a loop. That's absolutely. Not on all now. your TVs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and one last uh, warning, I guess, or piece of news for you all if you haven't been on Twitter and seeing this. Um, we talk a lot about uh, this show on, uh, wow, nope. Taking that back. We're going to cut this out. No, we won't. We talk a lot on this show about pre-ordering books, about how important it is to get the sales up for the things we love, but also it's just fun to be part of the conversation. Whether you're in our Discord or on Twitter or with friends, 
it's really fun to be in that early hype of books, and it's going to be really important coming up. Because, due to what's happening in the world, there is a publishing shortage right now. Uh, printing is getting a little tougher for physical books and things like that. So, if you're not pre-ordering your physical books, whether that be Star Wars or anything else, from the mouths of the publishers themselves, including our very own Tom, who's been on Twitter talking about this, uh, it's going to be very hard to get books secondhand or in like a second printing for a while. So for upcoming books like Ronin, um, like Queen's Hope, like the upcoming Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy, Ender Lesser Evil, make sure you get those pre-orders in early because if you want those books day one, uh, you're going to have to order them that way or else it might be quite a bit before they make their way around to you again. So just a friendly warning from all y'all. I know a lot of folks pre-order their stuff. Um, some of you might be waiting for the holidays. But just because of this shortage, uh, the physical books may take a little while to get there. So get those pre-orders in. Head to the release schedule over at utini.com, and you can get those all set. So as I said at the top of this show, uh, <clears throat> this whole week we wanted to celebrate not only the women that were involved in creating Star Wars from the beginning, but a lot of our favorite female creators and our favorite female characters. So a little later on, we're going to just share those with you all in case you're looking for something new to read. Um, but to start out... Um, Women have been crucial in Star Wars since the beginning, but have not always been, oh, what's the word, um, represented at all fairly, I guess? Yeah. Would be yeah. the phrase? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Leia <laughs> in, in the original, like, in the original trilogy, like, let's think about all the stuff that horribly was done to Carrie Fisher, right? She wasn't allowed to wear underwear mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. in the in episode four. There's no underwear, right? underwear in space. In space. <laughs> yes, famously. Yep. Like, that was in the roast of George Lucas. Carrie Fisher said that that was literally what he said to her, is yep. that there, you, you can't wear a bra because there's no underwear, underwear in, space, in space, which is ridiculous. Then in freaking uh, in, in, uh, Return, Return of the, of the Jedi, Jedi, they literally put her in underwear in that skanky freaking slave costume. And, mm-hmm. and the outfit itself is called Leia's slave outfit. Can we just <laughs> talk about that for a second? Like, what the hell? Like, how is any of this okay, even in the 70s and 80s? Like, for Christ's sake. It was rough. I, I, I always wondered that, like, as a kid. <clears throat> I was like, wait a second. What's happening? Yeah, what is this? Yeah. Show, what is this movie for kids going on with this scantily clad Leia just like in laying the opium there in den. front of? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they're doing right. drugs. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. and like everybody else is like really well covered, and like mm-hmm. you know they're in even the, the Twi'leks, even the slave even, dancer Twi'leks yeah. have more yep. clothes on than Leia does. It's yep. like, but what's it's unacceptable? Been, but what's been cool about that in the years since? But I loved it because I. I think that came around really big a couple of years ago when people were like boycott the merch and stuff because they were re- renaming it as like the Hut Slayer outfit, right? Because mm. um, they're like, that's what she did. She killed Jabba, and people mm. were like, Carrie, we we're like Carrie Fisher. This is still your job to answer questions about this. Um, and they're like, <laughs> how? If I have a young girl, what do I tell her? If I'm like, look at her hero is dressed like that, and she's like, well, tell her that I killed the guy that put me in it. <laughs> it looks like Carrie Fisher's incredible. Yeah. Oh, I love um, yeah, Carrie Fisher sure. so much. And it's I think just... that's one of the things. That, like, obviously the first thing you think of, for a lot of us, we think of strong women in Star Wars, is Carrie herself, mm-hmm. even outside Leia. Because Carrie not only acted brilliantly in her, like, early 20s um, in that thing, but mm-hmm. she also script-doctored Empire Strikes Back. She wrote some of, of the most incredible lines in the whole saga on the page, because George couldn't write dialogue as well. And then we also <laughs> you had... You don't say, Eric. <laughs> you can't write this. You can't say this shit, George. Um, Didn't she write "I love say. you, I know"? Wasn't that her? She wrote. Um, I it was, it was, that was one Harrison of those, Ford. It was one, one of those I iconic was, ones. But yeah, it's, it's uh, 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 "Never Tell Me the Odds." Yes, that was the she one. Wrote, "Never Tell Me the Odds." Yeah, I mean that's like, so good. Wow. It's so good. And she was like twenty-four, and like yeah, 
Carrie Fisher was always very articulate in interviews too. When asked about when when she was like when when they, she was asked about like sexist questions and stuff, even in the eighties and the seventies when she was doing interviews, like she always had something witty to say about mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah, okay, you can't wear underwear in space. Like, come on, like it's ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, but she did it in a way that also allowed. I mean, obviously, so many people to be inspired by Leia, and we also had the first Star Wars movie was edited by Marsha Lucas, George's wife at the time, because George yeah, just right. shot a ton of film, and she's like, I gotta make this a movie. And she got an Oscar nomination for edit. She's the reason that the movie is what the movie is. And it's like... Yeah, isn't that a, isn't that, is that a documentary or a YouTube series or something about, like, something, something, save it, save by save the edit or something like that. Something you know like that. About? It rings a bell. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some kind of, there's a big story about this. Look it up on YouTube. It's probably on YouTube. Yeah. But like, yeah, like famously the order of all the cuts, because there's a lot of cuts in in episode four. Star right? of, of like, of like we go, we go back and forth. We got of Tatooine and then like Darth Vader mm-hmm. and the Imperials are doing things. And, and, you know, like the Imperial Senate, you know, like all of that stuff, like, <laughs> you know, and they cut back and forth a lot. And originally that was not the pacing of the film. Mm-hmm. Like none of that made it seem like it was at the same time. And it was all screwed up. So like famously George Lucas, George Lucas's wife, like saved Star Wars with the edit, right? It was her mm-hmm. idea to cut it up and chop it up and to open the film with all the Darth Vader stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that was all her doing. So, I mean, arguably the most important decisions of that film were were done by a woman, even in the earliest days. So women have always been in Star Wars. That's something yeah. that is cool and unique to Star Wars, I feel like, is like even as old as it is, it's always been like pretty forward thinking, even with all of its you know, we kind of joke about some of the sexist stuff that that happened, but like it's always been pretty forward thinking, which has been cool. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I mean, wanna... the, the getting the garbage chute flyboy. I mean, that that was like way <laughs> yeah. ahead of its time. I mean, she just took charge of that situation. And and one other thing about <laughs> about Marsha Lucas is that mm-hmm. she did a lot of the um, the trench run scene. Like originally, it was supposed to be like Luke making two passes at the at the uh, uh, thermal exhaust port, and she's like. George, it's too long. You got to cut it down. And, and the unfortunate <laughs> part is like, you know, I had never heard of Marsha Lucas until a few months ago when mm-hmm. I was listening. Yeah, to, yeah, I think yeah. I was listening to um, Blast Point's podcast and uh, mm-hmm. th- they kept bringing up Marsha Lucas. I was like, obviously, you know, she's you know related to George in some way. And, I, and then when I Googled her, it was like she's a film editor. And I looked at her films and A New Hope was one of them. And I was like, what? How did I never hear about this? And I've been a Star Wars fan for all my life. Um, it's just crazy, but you know she she really did like save the movie in in many ways. But um, the spotlight isn't necessarily on on her, and and I'm I'm glad that we're talking about it more uh, today. Yeah, and not to put you on the spot, Emma, but absolutely to put you on the spot. Um, let's just, I mean, very Blake, you talked earlier about how you know growing up with Leia as as a young girl was so mm-hmm. impactful with with Flyboy and seeing her stuff and kind of like having that be what she was, how do you think Star Wars has gotten better from then in the prequels to the sequels to now what we're going to end up talking about in a few minutes here to the books, which I feel mm-hmm. like the last couple of years have just exponentially kind of taken the baton and like thrown it into another stadium. Yeah. So it's, it's very interesting, like the progression of women um, from the original trilogy to the prequels to the sequels and beyond, because originally we have Princess Leia who is like, the only female character, I mean, besides like Mon Mothma, but come on, I mean, she's like the main female character that girls can look up to and, and anybody mm-hmm. can look up to. Um, and while I did look up to her, you know, she is such like this, um, 
ideal version of a person, like a lot to sort of live up to, I guess. And the same thing was kind of with Padme. Like, yeah, she had her um, sort of issues with Anakin and stuff, but um, she was like this amazing senator and she cared a lot about people. And we never really got to see many uh, women characters um, with sort of, you know, some more flaws um, until Rey, really, which which is when I really saw myself in like a Star Wars character, um, someone who was like vulnerable, someone who... Um, so I had all the odds stacked up against her mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I really liked seeing that on, on screen. And the other thing too, I mean, we get so many of those characters now in books, like such a wide variety. I mean, there's not just one single type of, of female character in star Wars anymore. And I think, I think it's just lovely as, as time goes on, it, it really only gets better. Yeah. And I think like, I, I was buzzing thinking about it. I think we should, let's, let's start, talking about some of that stuff specifically in the books. Um, but before we do, I want to make one general recommendation, general recommendation, um, to our audience <laughs> here. General? Um, and that's a book that I've had uh, beside me throughout this on our video show, if you're watching, uh, which is um, a book I've recently picked up. I've been on my Amazon wish list for forever, and then one night, you know when you're just on Amazon at 2 in the morning, and you're like, I guess I'll buy that. Um, I finally picked up uh, It's Women of the Galaxy um, by Amy Ratcliffe. Oh, it's and so good. It's an incredible book, and it literally has every female character you can imagine, from Leia to Jocasta Nu to Hera to Dr. Aphra, and they all have individual portraits and just these little, like, mini essays about them. So if you are a person that's like, you know what, I know about Leia, and I know about Padme, I know about Rey, but I haven't read a lot of books, but I just kind of want to fill my my Rolodex of awesome female characters in Star Wars. Um, Kind of a great overall recommendation it's a nice little coffee table book um it is a beautiful gorgeous book it is just gorgeously done and every single writer every single um artist is either um female identifying or non-binary in the entire production of the entire thing so it's women writing about women illustrated by women um and it's also just red i mean oh the back cover is great gorgeous the artwork Um, is just stunning like i want prints of like every single drawing in there yeah, it's just really incredible stuff, and I think that, I mean, you they have the most random people that are in one short story, and they have the mo- the biggest heroes ever, like, you know, Brio Organa, um, <laughs> who's legal! Look at the regality! Um, but yeah, this came out a couple years ago, so there's no higher public yet, but general uh, recommendation for the whole. But Emma, I want to start with you. Now, you are currently away at school, learning, trying to become better than the three of us Jokers. <laughs> um, as you should and shall be and are already, to be clear. Um, what is a book, if folks are looking for a great book, Canada Legends, starring women or written by a woman, what's what's your go-to? What would you say? Mm. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the double whammy here. Written by a woman, starring a woman. Leia, Princess of Alderaan by Claudia Gray. Yes! So good. good. So good. I have it sitting so right good. here. It's actually the top of my stack. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> There you go. It's so good. I mean, first of all, you can't go wrong with any Claudia Gray book, like, at all. I mean, she's mm-hmm. she's a queen. Uh, mm-hmm. This book, specifically, the time period with Teenage Leia, it's a awesome, you know, sort of typical coming-of-age story, but, like, mm-hmm. not typical in the way that, like, she has to face these challenges to become, you know, queen of Alderaan, you know, part of the, the royal family facing these, these trials and... 
Um, she meets uh, Haldo in this book. Like, mm-hmm. there's some really cool things that happen, and it's so well written. Um, it, it was honestly, it might have been one of the f- the fastest I've ever read a Star Wars book because it just gripped me the whole way through. And it was just, yeah. I mean, Claudia Gray writes Leia to perfection. I mean, even in Bloodline, mm. like she just has a, such a great grasp on the character, even in these different time periods. Yeah, is, isn't this book like like? Like super underrated too. Like we don't talk about Princess of Alderaan enough. Like it's an earlier it was, YA. Yeah. it was very early YA. Um, this was part of the Last Jedi publishing initiative. Um, yeah, and it sort of like slipped under the radar, I think. Mm-hmm. And let's see, I'm looking for a date here, 2017. So not very far into. Oh, this is a first edition. I didn't realize I have first edition. Well, look at that. <laughs> this is 2017, uh, right? And mm-hmm. I totally agree with everything that you just said, Emma. This book was so good. Like yeah. Claudia Gray is like a queen at writing women mm-hmm. characters, especially. And I mean, she nailed Leia. Like it was mm-hmm. so good. Like so good. Like talking about. There's a lot of Alderaan like royalty. Like stuff in there too like it's mm-hmm. it's real good real good no eric yeah some, some bail argana yeah he's man always, himself he's always getting his adult barbies off of his off that of emma his bought desk. me sir that's right um, sir yeah we have some bail in there uh but yeah at one point leia gets to hold a sword and it's a little horny sometimes it's a little bit <laughs> it's oh, a young man. adult book i mean what you know, you it's a requirement for a ya book <laughs> As our, as yeah, our, that's as our right. friends across that's the right. pond would say, it's a little cheeky now and then. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> it's it's a phenomenal I'm book. Like- I'm like convinced that there's like a there's a there's a relatively short checklist at the end of uh, that that the Del Rey publishers look at when they're talking over the final edits of the book. They're like, they're like, okay, are are the, are the characters teenagers? Check. All right. Um, is there is there sort of the coming of age essence? All right. Check. Is there sex in it? Uh, check. Yeah. Like every <laughs> every single one. Like it has to be a requirement for a young adult <laughs> novel. It's got to have sex in it. So speaking uh, of, no, I'm sorry. Um, well, okay, real quick. Before I want to hear your request. Quick plug. There's also a manga version of Leia, Princess of Alderaan that oh, yeah, the, the first volume that. just came out in English. It, it's been translated slowly, but there's a manga version. It's on Amazon. It's, I'm sure it's on Utini. We got a link to it. Um, mm-hmm. So if you want to read that story, but you want to get that medium, you can get volume one of the manga currently. Same name. You know, I... I, I believe yes, so. it is. It is called Leia, Princess of Alderaan. I, I just realized that Claudia Gray is the only author to have manga adaptations of her books. Lost like she Stars both wrote Lost them. Stars and, Cla- and uh, Princess of Alderaan. I believe. Cool. Um, let's see. We just had a manga episode, but that was when I was moving in, so I wasn't on the episode. But I believe there was one that just came out that broke that streak. It was. Um, That's right. Mm, Guardians of the Wills by Greg Rucka. That's right. That's right. That's yep. right. That's right. I, for, I forgot about that one. I might get that yep. one. I like. Yeah, that it was one. a really good book. I can't <laughs> wait to check it out in manga. Check yeah, out that episode. A, it's a little side read, but yeah, that was a fun little. It's short. It's like little bitty. How but dare It you. was good. How dare you? What? Anyways, <laughs> let me. All right, Wes, so what, do you got? what do you got? You almost conquered Europe. What do you got for it? So my book was. I don't want to speak for everybody, but I'm going to. We were all surprised at how good this book was because we thought it was, uh, when the Galaxy's Edge books came out, we thought it was kind of like a marketing ploy on try to mm-hmm. get, everybody get your ass down to, to California or to Florida <laughs> and get into Galaxy's Edge and give me your money. But um, I'm trying, Disney. I'm trying. <laughs> so A Crash of Fate by Zoraida Cordova yeah! um, was, was a yeah. book that a lot of us had picked as Kind of like our favorites or top five favorites of the year when it came out. Um, mm-hmm. And now it's a it's a YA novel about 
um, Izzy and Jules that kind of get into like they get into some mischief, and then Izzy has to like deliver something to Doc Ondor, and Doc Ondor is on Galaxy's Edge. You can go see him, and um, I guess his own little shop. But uh, but um, so a little an excerpt here on Utini.com. <laughs> they're they're thrown in the reemergence of Izzy's old gang. And you have a fast-paced heist adventure, effortlessly wove, <clears throat> interwoven with a beautiful love story. Um, but it, it was super, super good. I was, I was, I was pleasantly surprised that it yeah. wasn't a it wasn't a giant marketing ploy. Um, and Zerata Cordova <clears throat> did a great job of writing it. So I just wanted to make sure that we pointed that one out. And there's a cave scene. That's a little cheap. There is definitely a cave <laughs> scene. <in> there. <laughs> That oh, in Lost Stars, there's like yeah. two There's a lot of cave yeah. scenes going on in the Hawaii novels. Was, that, <laughs> yeah. was that you last week that said that said ladies love caves at you, Wes? Was that one of our other I podcasts? I would never say anything like that. That might have been a patient. I think that, I I think that was, was I think that was I think that was you. I think that was you. Uh, no, that's a yeah, again, a great one that's these like I feel like each year we kind of talk about some of the adult novels because they carry over a little more, but some of the YAs we have a great time and then we move on and yeah. we kind of don't talking on as much so two really good choices right now um cory what do you got uh i have one i recommend this one a lot you know i was actually just looking at the utini site too really quick while wes was talking and i i didn't even realize we had it this high but leia princess water is actually number 10 in our reading order oh, right wow. so we have oh, we have we have on our site like a sort of you know we don't like reading orders that much because you know i'd rather you experience your own journey but if you just want something to follow and just read them Read Star Wars books, all of them. Read all the Star Wars novels, like in sort of an arbitrary order. Utini has built one that you can use, um, of like you know, kind of going through different eras and stuff. And uh, Leia, Princess Valderon, is number ten on the list, so it's got an eight point nine too. That's pretty high. That, so. Yeah, that is high. Very um, high. Next one I have that I often recommend to folks early on, especially if they're big fans of Rogue One, is Rebel Rising. Maggie in the chat just said it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, yeah. I love this one. I was debating between this one and Leia, Princess of Alderaan, honestly, so I'm glad he Not it. nearly as cheeky as the other ones. This is very violent. <laughs> <laughs> this is very it violent is one. very violent. It is very violent. Here is uh, here's this this. Like little excerpt from the back is like, like it says. This is a quote. It says, "An emotional and engrossing glimpse into Jin's past and an absolute must-read for both longtime and new Star Wars fans alike." That was Alexandra Bracken with New York Times. Um, and like, yeah, I mean, seriously, this book is so good and it's really dark. There's like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Saw Gerrera's Rebels famously. Uh, like terrorist attack, like a party of a bunch of rich people, and it's like that. It's like that 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 level in Call of Duty called No Russian, where you just walk into an airport and kill everybody, like just innocent yep. people, basically. Right. That happens. What happens in it? this book? So yeah. So when Mon Mothma, when Mon Mothma is like, yeah, so Greer has caused problems for the rebellion. That's what she's talking about. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, so you know. We believe in justice, and Saul Guerrero's like, let's gun everyone down with machine guns. <laughs> yeah. And it's bloody and gory and violent, and it's good. Yeah, and, and uh, like, sort of the, the climax of this book in storytelling is, uh, is like, the, the quote that Jin says in Rogue One, where it says, you left me in a ditch with nothing but a blaster mm-hmm. and something, a knife and a blaster, something like that. What did she something? say? What's the quote? Oh, yeah, the last time I saw you, you left me with nothing... Nothing except a knife and a blaster in a ditch or something like that. Anyway, that's in this book, and that's like incredible. that's all of her story, and it's it's very very good. And very, the very good. the background behind a lot of her aliases too. It is. Yeah, mm, yep. that's a good point. 
And it's great because, like, also Jin, like, Jin Erso was so early on in the Disney acquisition with Rogue One. It was, again, Disney putting another female lead at the front of a movie mm. franchise. And right. it was, like, again, something that way started with Rey and then immediately to hit it with Jin. Like, yeah. it was really huge of them to decide to do it and also to make this book, to have another woman kind of fill out another woman's backstory. It's just this huge team to make this incredible character that's the center point of one of the most critically and fan, like, lauded films ever, honestly, as far as Star Wars goes. Like, Rogue One is always in the conversation about top Star Wars films, and it's because of Jin, it's because of these characters. So, absolutely love that. Um, oh, I got I got I got a stack behind. I I got a YA as well, but I'm gonna I'm gonna break the cycle for this round. I'm gonna go to uh, one of my favorite adult novels. Uh, we talk about this one every now and then, but again, it gets forgotten some sometimes. It's by uh, Christy Golden who's one of my uh, favorite authors that played a little in the Legends Playground and then also played in canon. Uh, she writes a lot for Blizzard now. Uh, and that is Dark Disciple. Um, Good this book, mm. uh, speaking of amazing female characters, Asajj Ventress is one of the most incredible, dark, twisted, yet multi-faceted, layered uh, characters in the canon now, uh, thanks to Clone Wars and this book. Um, Featuring my master. Featuring your master, Quinlan Voss, of course, <laughs> on the cover. Um, and I, I just love this cover and the back cover. Like, the artistry is just incredible. Um, but if you don't know this book, this book was originally going to be a storyline in the Clone Wars uh, before it got canceled. This was actually just a full storyline with Quinlan Voss and Asajj Ventress, um, mainly focusing on like Ventress's dealings with him and things like that. Um, and then they said, you know what? There's no way this will ever come back. There's no way. Um, so they just made it a book, and this book is one of the most um, kind of accusatory of the Jedi, in a way. Mm -hmm. Like, you really get to see all the problems that we have with the Council and the Mace Windu jokes we make all the forefront of this book. About, <laughs> are they hypocrites? Are they not? Um, and you get to see Asajj Ventures deal with the power of the light side and the dark side, and you get to see who started out as kind of a cartoony villain um, and the first episode of the Clone Wars ever with Yoda um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. gets to come all the way to this book, and it's a really incredible story. Um, and Christy Golden just, I mean, forgive my language, she just writes the shit out of this book. It is yeah. so well written yeah. um, and is one that every time you bring it up, people are like, oh, yeah, Dark Disciple. I love that book. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so and again, Eric, wasn't, wasn't that arc uh, <laughs> written by Katie Lucas as well? And there's a forward in there by Katie Lucas. Yeah. I believe it was. Um, and again, like like Leia, this is also a slightly older book. I think this is 2017, 16? Oh, it's ancient. It's right there. 15, 2015. So this is like no. early, early. <laughs> so highly recommend Dark Disciple. Christy Golden hasn't written a Star Wars novel in a little bit. I hope we'll get her back. I know she's working a lot in the World of Warcraft world right now. Um, get that money. Write those books. Heard Love that. it. Get but uh, hopefully money. we get her back. Go, girl. Love you, Christy Golden. <laughs> um, Emma, what else you got? All right, so there's so many that I want to pick. Correct. Uh, but I'm going to pick one that I know nobody else is going to pick. And I have just such a strong love of this book. And I think nobody talks about it a lot because it's a junior reader. And it's Spark of Resistance by Justine Ireland. Oh, the it red is cover. so, so good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there it is. I love that cover. With your girl. My girl, yes, right. Ray. Right. So we get a Ray, uh, Rose, and Poe story. 
And uh, getting to see Ray and, and Rose together, which I wish that happened in nine, my goodness, because, you know, they have such an mm-hmm. awesome rapport with each other in this wow. book. Um, they, they basically go on a, a mission. They, it's a very, you know, confined story, uh, but they uh, pick up a, a distress call and they go and help and they find that the First Order is um, trying to take the secret weapon. And, uh, you know... The stuff hits the fan, and uh, <laughs> as it always well, does. So, and I just love Justina Ireland's writing. Like, she is one of my favorite authors. I, c- I could pick like literally any of her books. Something about her writing just really clicks with me. And, and this book was was no different. Yeah, I remember grabbing anything and everything that was going to be for uh, the Rise of Sky before the mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. came out, and I read that one right after Resistance Reborn, and I was like, oh, it's pretty good. And then I. There was like the the aliens that they were trying to save. I know I looked them up. They were just weird looking guys. But I yeah, they, they, they kind of look like they kind of look like rabbits, but kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like Jack. I don't think they're lepies, but they are. They look like Jackson. Yeah, that's that's one of the main things I took away from that book. I was like, those are some weird looking aliens, man. <laughs> and you know, there's a uh, there's a good High Republic connection. Um, the scientist that they were working with, and the name mm-hmm. is escaping me right now. She is also in. Uh, a test of courage and she uh, works with um with uh staros um avon, avon staros. Staros. yes Whoa, I, yeah it's, it's a really cool easter egg i love that oh yeah that's awesome yeah i remember yes yeah, so i remember spark came out we got sent it i'm like oh right, we'll see we can check it out and i read it through i'm like you know what it's a fun it's an adventure yeah it's yeah. a fun adventure um, anything where also, you get you get more ray i would Highly yeah. encouraged. Oh, for sure. We haven't 100%. we haven't gotten a lot of Ray in a book, and yeah. I want I, yeah. I need some of that. Screw the Ray films. and Rose. I yes. totally agree. Like one hundred percent. Reading that before the movie was really great because they don't get those scenes in the film, but mm-hmm. you can try to if you have this in your head, you can try to read that into the film. And yeah. In the silent moments, you know, we got to put in the legwork now and then to make that make make a little better for ourselves. Yeah. And on a total um, side note, Justina Ireland yeah. also writes about how awesome Poe's hair is. And I just, I, I need to throw that in there. She, she knows <laughs> how good it is. The female case sure is a real we know. thing. It's a real thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's magnificent. Look at that hair. I've seen him in, I've seen, I, I watched a movie with him yesterday. I watched a TV show with him today. Oscar Isaac's hair defies physics. You watched oh, it yeah. with him? He came over? He, oh, his no, house. No. he was busy. He was busy. Uh, he, was at the, uh, he was at the Met Gala or something. I don't know, but... Uh, Wes, what do you got next, man? Um, so I think this one's already been taken, but I'm going to leave it for uh, probably Eric. Um, I'm going to say <laughs> Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker by Ray Carson. Oh, very good. good pick. Yes. Yes. Ray on Ray. Absolutely. This is the, um, the expanded edition, if you will, but it is the, uh, it's the novelization of The Rise of Skywalker. And it gave us a lot of insight into the movie that everybody was when they left the movie were like, "Well, how the hell did that happen?" How did they of Marsha Lucas? Sometimes a woman has to come into the movie that the men make and make it make a little more sense. Absolutely. So a woman, thank God, had to explain to a lot of men how the hell Palpatine is still alive. So that was somehow she, she did a great job of do of like doing the. Um, Kind of the symbolism in the book, and then like mm-hmm. the, the I, I think I specifically remember the fight scene between Ray and Kylo on the um, on the second Death Star, and with the waves yeah. crashing, mm-hmm. it was a it, greatly it was great. Um, mm-hmm. But this was one that we all like read within yeah. a week of getting it. It was, it. It was like it's, real uh, quick. it's up there. It's up there with with 
some of the best novelizations. Yeah. I would say it's definitely in like the top five for sure. She basically yeah. wrote yeah. out what happened three. at the end of the Darth Bane trilogy in like a page. Yeah. Like, oh, it's essence transfer. <laughs> yeah. Great, got it. And it made perfect yeah. sense too. Yeah. It did. Like, it made yeah. a lot of sense. And a lot of people yeah. don't know. They're like, "What do you mean, Palpatine? How did he come? How is he still alive? Like, well, you have to get the book." Like, why can't you just tell me? I was like, because money. That's why. Because money. <laughs> and it, every time you buy a book, it helps out the authors. You fool. But then I told yeah. him after I yelled As at him. As Don Angel Draper would say, who is the antithesis of this whole episode, I'll admit, he would say, that's what the money is for. <laughs> it's a Mad Men reference. Thanks to four of you that enjoyed that. Uh, Corey, what do you got? That's a great pick, Wes. It's a great pick. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. One of my favorites of all time, Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray, and Ooh. my special celebration edition Hold cover. Oh, it yeah. has a, it has a. I'm not jealous. Te- texture. <laughs> I think Corey's getting a little cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, this 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 book is printed on something like my hands are getting sweaty. I need to stop touching it. It's got right. like some canvas feel to it, right? I put on yeah, the book seriously. Gloves. <laughs> I know, gorgeous, uh, yeah. two page spread cover of Master oh, and Apprentice. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, very very good. Mm-hmm. I got this book famously at Celebration by hopping a fence, basically, <laughs> and uh, not waiting in line for multiple hours. Yes, I'm sorry, whoever I cheated out of that book because you were just missed the the line. I'm sorry. <laughs> It wasn't my fault. The security guy dropped the chain right in front of me. What was I supposed to do? Oh, oh no, sorry. I, I need to go get in the line. Like, no, bro. I went to get my the book that I wanted. So and you're still on celebrations anyway, most wanted list. You should, right. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. It's seriously the luckiest thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Um, anyway, Master and Apprentice, one of my favorite books of all time. Super, super good. Really sets the precedent for like what the what master and apprentice, like relationship and dialogue and storytelling should and should be in in writing like it's it's very very good the bickering between obi-wan and qui-gon the the philosophy like the the disagreements with the council it's mm-hmm. it's just it's a pretty deep book and i i blew through this entire book in like two sittings and yeah. it's so good it's so good so and good. it has uh wes's master Rail Everos rail up in there rail Everos. Rail Everos. <laughs> Um, yeah. And then, of course, it features another, again, written by a woman, Claudia Gray, featuring mainly dudes except the young woman <clears throat> that ha- basically has all the ruling political power in the entire book. Um, we'll yeah. It. Who's awesome and has, again, if you haven't read it, no spoilers, has a pretty that was smooth. That was smooth. There was a very good, interesting way you could have addressed that, and that was very smooth. So I <laughs> wouldn't have thought bam, to do bam, that, bam. and I know for a fact that Wes would not have thought to do that. So I'm glad not. you know, <laughs> glad you know what I was talking about. No that. way. Oh my god, I was listening to I was listening to your uh, your Rebels show with the Ghost Crew the other day, Eric, and Charlie literally name dropped you, Wes. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah, oh, Did yeah, you listen to that episode? Yeah, no. Eric's like, no spoilers, no spoilers. Charlie's oh, like, god. yeah, I'm not Wes. <laughs> I was and like, I oh, <laughs> boom, roasted. I still have nightmares so about good. what I did to Jacob's fiance. Still have nightmares about it. Charlie's not even in our Slack, and even she roasted <laughs> she West. It. It's fantastic. Oh, oh my man. gosh. All right, I'm going to take a little bit of a curveball here. Uh, I had another one I was going to go to, uh, but I want to go to Legends for a bit because we're talking a lot about canon because one of the great things about the new Star Wars canon is that there are a ton of of women writing Star Wars books. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time there's an announcement, it's more than likely a woman writing a Star Wars book. I mean, we got people like Claudia Gray, E.K. Johnson, Delilah Dawson, <laughs> Rebecca Roanhorse, Justina Ireland. Like, the list goes on and on, as it should. Um, and, it will, and it keeps growing every time. 
But Legends had a few. Uh, we had the Republic Commando books by Karen Travis, which a lot of people mm-hmm. absolutely adore. But right. I am going to bring up this bad boy here, uh, Ooh, which is the collected edition choice. of the Han Solo trilogy by A.C. Crispin. Ooh, um, because I will say still, as a person who adores canon, um, I'm more of a canon guy than Legend just because of what I've read. I think A.C. Crispin writes Han Solo better than any writer alive, except for maybe one who I might mention the next go around. Um, <laughs> but this is a trilogy of Han Solo books. Uh, they're some of my favorite. Show the back. Show the back. Oh, yeah. Show the back. You, you mm. just want to see Java? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, baby. This is the Barnes & Noble edition um, <clears throat> of this book. Uh, uh, the, the Paradise Snare, The Hut Gambit, and Rebel Dawn. And it's about basically... If Solo a Star Wars story didn't happen, this is what happened to young Han. And it is it is the young rapscallion turning into the guy that walks into the cantina on Mos Eisley. And it is just beautifully written. You get to see Han through a lot of the big points in his life. Um, you get the Chewie introduction. You get the Lando bits. You get some um, new characters. There's a lot of love stories back and forth with Bria, who is also a character I really, really love that Kira definitely took a lot of inspiration from. Um, yeah. But A.C. Crispin, so fun fact, a lot of Legends folks and people don't know as a whole is a woman. Um, mm-hmm. And she just did, I think, an incredible job with these books. <clears throat> um, I believe she is. I believe she passed um, a few years back. Um, but this is available. Uh, she did, 2013. Yeah, so she passed a little while back. Um, but her books <clears throat> live on, of course. They're all, three paperbacks are great. Uh, but this Barnes & Noble edition I especially love just because it's, it's real pretty. It has a little ribbon in it. So uh, <laughs> I like the ribbon. Wes, I'm a ribbon. Why? I'm a ribbon. Why don't man. you want to wear the ribbon? I like it. Hansel <laughs> uh, trilogy. Get some legends in you. Uh, AC Crispin. Super, super underrated. AC Crispin. Really wish she could have gotten the opportunity to write more Star Wars because yeah. Solo trilogy is it is truly phenomenal. Truly phenomenal. All right, you let's know, do it. Go ahead. Speak, I, so I was gonna say. I'm I was gonna say. Speaking. Speaking of legends, uh, Trevor in the chat earlier brought up one of the most obscure legends, like references that I've ever heard of. Yeah. Is he said? Uh, I love you, Trevor. Said so. So I've been thinking about my favorite women in Star Wars. And Jen is totally up there. I guess earlier we were talking about Rebel Rising, but I couldn't help thinking about Arden Lynn. It's old school video game stuff, but between, even then she was a badass. And me and Wes are both like, "What the heck is this?" And we like, <laughs> I looked it up. Wes had the smart. He just asked him in the chat. I like googled it right uh arden lynn interesting character here let me switch to the screen share really fast because this yeah. is interesting arden lynn this is oh her yeah video arden game. Lynn, of Rinder course Rinder how did badass. i forget about arden yes. lynn yeah never heard of her uh but she is from the masters of Terrascasi video game on playstation one <laughs> and she has like the most chaotic crazy story ever i skimmed the wikipedia article a few minutes ago and it's like what the heck look at her she's jacked like <laughs> it's awesome it's like so, it's like kira Sean, and where are the bounty hunters i was gonna say it it's is. bigger than kira it is look she kind of looks <laughs> it's like it's all kira that terrace kasi i know exactly wow. oh, that's exactly. awesome so, i still have my playstation one in my closet over here so that might wow. be an ebay purchase <laughs> can you Dude, play the kotor remake on that i probably can <laughs> <laughs> solid fall all right let's do Let's do another round, and then we'll and then we'll talk about some characters in Reddit who may have missed. Uh, so Emma, go into your mind in your Sherlock mind palace. Uno Mas, what do you got? All right, here we go. My first hell? adult novel choice of the evening: Phasma by Delilah S. Dawson. Hey, shout so out to me. good. 
yeah, you shout out Meg. Meg shouting in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> it is so good. It's um, it's the first one of the first canon books that I read, um, and it's the first book that I've ever read in my life that has ever made me stay up past midnight. Um, it was just <laughs> what. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Hold oh, on no, a second, Emma. 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 What did you do? <laughs> what just happened? What, how long ago was this? Just, uh, whenever it came out, bro. She has a healthy sleep schedule. Four years I ago. do. <laughs> I, need, I need a solid, like, eight to ten. I have no comments. I wish I could get ten in. <laughs> did you not like it, Corey? I mean, it was so oh, good. I loved it. It was very good. No, yeah. Corey just does, always goes to sleep after midnight, is what he said. You're so young. <laughs> okay. You're so young. <laughs> I know, I know. So anyways, so all that is to say, it's the first book I couldn't put down. And like Delilah, she wrote it so good. It felt like Mad Max, kind of like, um, Ooh, I don't I like know, the, the, the parts with, um, you know, the sort of like bunkers that are all deserted. It's been a while mm-hmm. since I've read it, but I remember just, you know, they found like a, like a Naboo cruiser and that's how she made her armor like that is so cool what the heck yeah and and the story with um you know vi and cardinal and having phasma's story be told through vi is like Mm -hmm. that's such a cool concept for for a story i would have never thought to tell um a story like that and and now vi is like this huge character she's in the disney park so that is insane And, and delilah she created this character and i mean so many good things came out of this book and and it's one that I have very fond memories of, for sure. And she got to meet her. Like, if you guys yeah. went on uh, Instagram back when Galaxy's Edge opened, Delilah Dawson, like, got to meet Vi Marotti in what I assume is one of the trippiest experiences of your life, to have yeah. a character <laughs> oh, you made yeah. up be played by a person that speaks to you as that character. I'd be like, hi. <laughs> uh, like, mother? Are you my mother? <laughs> mommy, I'm sorry. Mommy, mommy, sorry. Mommy, sorry. Mommy. It's a Dr. Seuss um, book. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I really wish Phasma. I, I really <laughs> wish I would have read Phasma before I read um, Black Spire, because mm-hmm. that's pretty. It's it's, it's like the prequel. the prequel to to Black yeah. Spire, right? So um, that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to spoil so, anything for anybody else. Well done, I a, Wes. I have a thing. <laughs> I'm looking at I the chat. I, I, have, digging. I have many uh, uh, Corey esque reactions to my sleep schedule. I just you know, <laughs> you know what. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so I have a thing. You saw me digging for it. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think. Of, you have, I haven't seen this in ages. Um, all right, so a couple uh, last week or two ago, we got a Patreon message or a Discord message. Someone asking us that we need to do a History of Utini episode, and we should. It's on the calendar. We're going to do that. It's coming. Coming up. But I have in my hand something also very unique to Utini's history, and that is the Utini magazine. Oh, my issue, God. Issue number one. And this is back in the day of the Utini book boxes. Um, when, when I was planning this idea in, like, 2017-ish, this is a prototype of what the book box was going to be, of what the magazine was going to be. And the book that came out, like, a few months earlier was Phasma. So that was the inspiration for the first version of the Utini book box. So I have this red. We have this custom artwork done. It's, it's supposed to be cardinal on the on the cover. And oh uh, the God. whole theme the whole theme of the Utini magazine, this is the only one I have in existence, by the way. It's the only one left. It's the only one I have. Like and I've tried to keep it in really good shape, but it's all like red and phasma theme. Like wow. here you can see you can see the phasma kind of expert excerpt oh, yeah. at the top there. Oh my talking God. About, so this is all the stuff that was in the box. The memories. 
I know, man. It really goes back. And here's here is the here is the featured book all about Delilah S. Austin's Phasma. This is the very first version of the Utini magazine. I haven't even looked at this thing in years. Like at the timeline, here's the first version of the timeline. Oh this God, is the Utini timeline, baby. I'm not the crying. You're version. crying. I know. I know. It's crazy. And I, we based it all around Captain Phasma. There was even a place in the back that you could leave your own review for Phasma and take a picture of it and stuff. So. Man, that's amazing. Long time ago. Wow. Long time ago. But Phasma is what we based it off of because you're right. It was a super fun book, super under the radar. Yeah. Like it's not talked about enough, I, I don't think. It's good. No. It's good. Yeah. It's it's really, really good. And like not a lot of people have read it. It's also massive. It's a huge book. Yeah. Like yeah. it takes a long time to get through and it's really good. It's a lot in it. It's it's one of those ones that I remember <clears> where I was when I finished it. I was substitute teaching a a science AP class. Back when I lived in Michigan, and I was just reading this like book about like horrendous mental strain, strain and torture, and the guys were like, "Oh, we have a day off in chemistry," and I'm like, "Y'all, shut up! You don't even know what I'm going through <laughs> over here." <laughs> Solid pick, great, and yeah, if you have read Black Spire and haven't read Phasma, you got to go back. If you haven't read either, mm-hmm. I would recommend doing Phasma first, then Black Spire. They're For both sure. really good, and Delilah is a champ. <clears throat> All right, 100%. Wes, yes. what do you got, man? Okay, so um, one of one of the books, one of the main books, probably the main book, that got me to want to rewatch the movies all over again, specifically the prequels, was E.K. Johnson's Queen's Peril. Yes. Queen's Peril yes! 100% makes you want to watch the want, want, <clears throat> want to watch episode 1 all over again to pick up on everything that you missed in the movie because the book was so good about um, bringing out all the details and stuff behind um, this is the one where they were, uh, where they had, they were imprisoned, right? Like out, outside the palace. Yeah, the concentration camp. Yeah, the yeah. prison camps. Yeah, good lord. Yeah. And she got, was it Sabe <laughs> the one that got tortured? Uh, I'm not gonna here, say who here. it does because that's another spoiler. No, it's one. not. I'm sorry, it's not her. It's uh, not I'll, her. I'll tell you, it's it's it ended with an E. Spoiler: It's in the first book. That's that's no, revealed in the first book. No, it's, no, not. it's not. Yes, no, yes, it's not. No, peril comes before shadow. Yeah, it But no, she was. Who was the one that was tortured in the first one, though? I don't Read think the anyone. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, Wesley! Jesus Christ! I even said I wasn't going to do it. Anyways, um, so it was a great, book. great, great book. Um, again, it it allows it makes the movie like ten times better because you know yeah. about all the little extra details that are in this book, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh wow, that's <clears throat> why they did this, and that's why they did. That yeah. see how okay I'm doing I'm doing better all right <laughs> you're doing great I'm loving this now go ahead Corey I, I still still my favorite yeah. I've said this a thousand times still my favorite this is not a spoiler my favorite small thing that happens in that book is when they're like uh, when when they get the transmission from Naboo or whatever yeah. and, and Obi Wan's Obi Wan says <laughs> yeah. he says it's obviously a trap don't return any calls don't don't send any transmissions and he leaves. Yeah, and then he leaves. He's like storms out all eloquently or whatever. And, and one of the handmaids is like, "What did you think? We're stupid." Like, I still love that. That is still my favorite scene in it's any so young good. adult book. It's like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, and again, the series is it's finishing uh, come this October. So get your pre-orders in now. And OK, Andar mentioned in the chat something I gotta do. Uh, if you follow Ek yeah. Johnson on Twitter, she has a link where you can get signed copies of the book. And again. As we said earlier in the show, get those pre-orders in because if you don't order your signed copy now, don't know if it's going to come in. Yes, and it supports so. local bookstores, so that's, supposed, yeah, that's another it's plus. Not, it's not through Amazon, who we have affiliate links. Yay, great. But also, if you can, help your local bookstore. 
100%. Hey, we have choice. affiliate links with bookshop.org now, so you can we get do. you can buy we your books local through bookstores. local bookstores through Utini yeah, cool. now with bookshop.org. So you guys should check that out. All right. Corey, bring us home. Oh, I we'll got bring one us more. Second to last okay. home. Almost home. All right. Last one. I don't know if I hope I'm not stealing this from you, Eric. Most wanted. Good pick. Yes. Great. Good pick. <laughs> <laughs> I got others. But no, I let's, knew. Let's talk I knew about it. this book. This I knew book it. is incredible. Let's talk about it. Most wanted. So underrated. It's like yeah. it's the prequel to the Han Solo movie. Yep. So so unbelievably good. Kira is an unbelievably good character. Yep. yep. This Only book, book I've like ever a, read in one sitting. Cover to like cover. Nine nine point eight for me, man. Like it yeah. is up there. It is such a good book. Wow. Like so so yeah. good. Yep. Yeah. Um, the uh, a lot of lines. Like as with all like sort of prequel to a movie books. Oh, nice, nice. Oh. My I, my, I have mine, too, wow. from the Utini yeah. book box. This was back in the Utini right. book box days. We got signed copies all the time. That was in my right. first box, right. and I was like, oh, my God, they send out signed books? What know, is this? I know, I know. And used then we to... stopped doing it forever. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I still I still rarely get an email every once in a while from somebody like, hey, what happened to the Star Wars book box? I'm like, it's dead. <laughs> it's dead, just Let like your hopes and dreams. <laughs> you have to. That's right. But yeah, this book is incredible. It's it's I, this was my thing for the only person that might write Han better than AC Crispin is Ray Carson. I think yep. that this is Alden's yep. Han to a T. You can hear the dialogue yep. from the film characters in this book, mm. and it is insane. Like the silo. Remember what happened out of the silo? Yeah, yeah that line then, that's in the movie is, the is in the book. It's this in the book. The it's silo. so good. Oh, it's so good. It's it it's just ah. Uh. It's so good. It, it is. It is one that like I want to have a lot. You can read it on a long weekend too. Just take a trip somewhere, go to a cabin, shut your phone off. You can just breeze through it, and then you'll like Wes was saying with Queen's Peril, you'll want to watch Solo immediately mm-hmm. after reading this. But if you can read this, then read Mer Lafferty's Solo novelization, which again another woman writing Han. Mm-hmm. I won't bring that Owen up next, but it's a great duology of that Solo era. Um, and then of course Daniel Jose Older's Last Shots a bit later, but. This uh, most wanted so good. Great job, Corey. I was going to do that, so I'm glad you did. Um, <laughs> sure you are. <laughs> all right, I'll bring us home with these. I'm, I have a two parter because I have an adult novel and a junior reader. Um, the adult novel we talked about a little bit earlier, but that's Rebecca Rowan Horse's Resistance Reborn, which so is R R writing R R. Um, <laughs> this book I was the the huge hype train up to the rise of skywalker a first time star wars author writing the prequel book to the final skywalker saga film had mm-hmm. the most weight on its shoulders and oh my god it delivered mm-hmm. it has cameos i don't recommend reading this early necessarily in your canon mm-hmm. thing cuz there's so many characters from other mediums not in a confusing way but just in a way that if you know them you will get so much enrichment mm-hmm. um, from knowing who they are but she wrote poe perfectly ray perfectly mm-hmm. leia perfectly like Every character in here is written so well in the film, and it all fits so well together. It brings in stuff from the Aftermath books. It brings in stuff from Bloodline. And it's just such a fun freaking adventure with one of the most ruthless Corellian villains you will ever meet in any book. Yep. Um, and it made me buy Rebecca Rowanhorse's next books, uh, like Black Sun, which was her original book, because of how well she wrote this. So huge, huge recommendation for that. And then finally... I'm going to end on one I don't think we've maybe ever talked about. Um, but it's by Elizabeth Wine, and it's uh, Star Wars The Last oh, Jedi. Oh, yes, I love Cobalt this Squadron. one. Yes. So this oh. is a story of Rose and Paige Tico um, and what they did essentially before 
the beginning of The Last Jedi. Uh, a lot of people really fell in love with Paige Tico in her intro there, but like, but what else happened? And this is that. <laughs> this is the story of those two doing missions together in the bombers. Um, and I remember I, I, wrote, I read this after Master and Apprentice, and I was like, okay, this is so different. This is so different. But by the second half of the book, I was just kind of I was just breezing through it because it's it's a really fun light book that gets this character again. Like Ray, we were talking about earlier, doesn't get as much love in the books as of yet. I'm sure that a couple, you know, a couple, we've talked about this in the show. A couple years down the line, we'll probably pick up the books with these characters once enough time has passed. But it's a fun book to get some characters that don't get enough love, and I think that's what, some of the coolest things about the EU about canon is that. That's the point. We get all these amazing women writing these women that we liked on screen, but we needed more time with. So definitely recommend this again, along with our other stacks. And we didn't even hit, we didn't hit all of them, which I think. Yeah. Is Kelly, Kelly Marie Tran uh, is the audio book. Don't forget about yes, that. She right. No way. Is she really? Rose herself. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, what I'm going to have to get that and do a reread. It's one of those one of those weird projects. Yeah, Kelly Marie Tran mm-hmm. did the audiobook for that one. Oh, Just like Ahsoka like, uh, with uh, E.K. John- yeah, uh, uh-huh. e. Johnson. Yeah, I was going to bring it up. Yeah. Yep. And it's, it's good. It, it's a pretty good audiobook, too. Like, she does a yeah. decent job with it, Like especially for it had been. She's never done an audiobook before, and mm-hmm. it's smooth. I mean, she did a really good job. and Yeah. And I think it's it's just cool because you know as we're as we're kind of getting to the to the tail end of this episode, we all listed we listed twelve books, well, like more than fifteen books, fifteen sixteen books here. We're not even close to getting all of them written by women or that involve women now, and that would not have been the case three years ago. And I think right. it's such an encouraging, cool thing that these books of quality just continue. They're just pumping them out like crazy, and like female mm-hmm. characters. Are at the forefront. Look at the High Republic now. Mm. Avar Chris was the main in Light of the Jedi. Keeve Trennis is the main in the comic. Lula Tally Sola is the main in the Eye of Ventures comic. Vernestra Rose started the entire middle grade line. And the last book starred, we talked in the chat earlier, Out of the Shadows. Sylvester Yaro is taking on the YA mantle. Like, these female characters are in charge of Star Wars going forward. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. the, next, the next movie is by Patty Jenkins. Like oh, yep. yes, <laughs> which oh I am so jacked about. By the way, <laughs> like, I've been dying. I've been dying to talk about this, but uh, like uh, I just finished Rogue Squadron. Though I, my I, I listened to the audiobook the book. of the of the Legends book, and I'm like, man, I uh, am bang. so friggin' jacked for that movie. It's gonna be so fun. Yeah. And Patty Jenkins is awesome. Patty I just, Jenkins I really is an like amazing her. director. I mean, both of she those Wonder really Woman cool. movies. Oh my god, yep. they're so good. The, I, the World I don't War understand II why this. Yeah, I still don't understand why the second one got such bad reviews. I it was know. so good. I, I really loved enjoyed what it. Back to eighty four. Yeah, I me hope too. it did so. a lot to people, man. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, but yeah, sure. she's an amazing Although, director. I can't wait for that. Real quick, I, f- I did forget to say this earlier. I'm just going to say it because I, I'm supposed to. Corey, you mentioned you listen to Rogue Squadron. Uh, for those of you, these are breaking our rule a bit because these are not written by women. Um, but last week we did mention that the Legend Essentials. Uh, books were coming out. I know they're going to talk about them on Legends Look Back this week, but I neglected to mention earlier, our friends at Del Rey were kind enough to send a set so we could show them to you guys. So if you give me the camera for just a second as we get out of here, I want to show you guys these four books we talked about, including Rogue Squadron by Michael Stackpole, which, as you'll as we said earlier, it's book one now of the Rogue Squadron series, not X-Wing. Mm-hmm. So there's something <clears> different there. New paperback heavily, format. Yep, it looks really good. What's on the back? Back in the back of them. Oh, just, just the Legends summary. banner. Yep, but it's the cool banner seeing, covers all. It's cool seeing the Legends banner on it. You know, it yeah. heavily features my Born favorite character. Horror, baby! <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, joke's not actually my favorite character. But listen, I will say, I will say, Corin yes. Horn's character, like people thought, like somebody had kidnapped me in Slack the other day when I posted this. Corin uh, <laughs> yes. Horn is is a redeemable character in the Rogue Squadron book, and honestly, quite frankly, the Rogue Squadron series. Like he's like a decent character. He's not such a jackass. You heard or, it here. Sexist, misogynist, <laughs> gross, pervert, like he is an I Jedi. Uh, you know, just a little bit. Just a little, a little bit. bit. Corey, blink twice if you're being held against your will. <laughs> <laughs> so additionally, oh, other than that, man, uh, this week or last week also came out uh, two of the Thrawn books, including Dark Force Rising by Tim Zahn with his awesome new cover art featuring oh, yeah. two people we've talked about quite a lot tonight and Han and Leia with a freaky stormtrooper in the background. Again, this lovely cover design. I love the sizes of these new books, too. They just read super easily, um, so that is absolutely gorgeous. And then, of course, a female character we haven't talked about tonight, uh, the one and only Mara freaking Jade graces the cover yeah. of wow. The Last Command. How have we not talked about Mara Jade? Uh, not a lot of women write Mara Jade, because uh, Tim Zahn was like, that's my character. I don't know how it sounds. <laughs> that's a bad impression. Um, but uh, this is a great, another phenomenal cover, and Mara is an incredible character in these three books if you want to see someone kind of... Uh, being super, super powerful, but also very conflicted. Love Mara in there. But my favorite uh, woman in Star Wars of these four books is definitely featured in the last one that came out last week, which is Zana in Ooh, Darth Bane yeah. Rule of Two. Man, who such is a good cover. center here. Best ready. cover, I think, of all the new covers ah, by far. <clears throat> absolutely love it. Love her. Uh, if you haven't read the Bane trilogy by Drew Carpishin, this you got to get it on these. The next wave of Legends Essentials will absolutely be the third book in that series. So get the first two. Get Zana here on your shelf um, because she is someone that um, I don't know, is very important in the Old Republic times. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about that before I west myself up on that hey, one. Hey, you need to take some notes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess, guys, as we, as we go out here, uh, Emma, I want to start with you with this final question. We got a lot of great stuff happening in Star Wars right now as far as women coming up. The new Thrawn book is written by Timothy Zahn, but everyone is featured an incredible woman alongside Thrawn, including Aralani, including Thalius. Um, we've got all these amazing, strong women in the, in the Ascendancy. We also have the third Padme book coming out from E.K. Mm. Johnston, Queen's mm -hmm. Hope. Like We're ending the year with so many of these amazing characters. Where do you think Star Wars goes from here? Like... We're getting more female creators. We could probably have more. Um, and what can we as fans do to kind of let our voices be heard that this is what we want? Yeah, so I think we are on the right path here with uh, women writing Star Wars. Uh, because with more women writing Star Wars come more relatable female characters written from the female gaze. And that is always a good thing to have, uh, you know, some more variety in there. Um, and I think as fans, we can vote with our wallets, so to speak. Um, you know, we can Absolutely buy true. the books that we love <laughs> and, uh, you know, buy things of the characters that we love. And, and if we love uh, these, these authors and these characters, uh, then let's, let's, let's vote with our wallets. And I think, um, I think with the High Republic, we're doing a great job with that. Um, I mean, it's crazy. Claudia Gray and Justine <clears throat> Ireland, both two extremely key architects of the High Republic. That's amazing. And uh, I think we're on a really, really good track. And I'm, I'm very, very excited to see 
um, what Queen's Hope is going to be like. I'm excited to see uh, how the Ascendancy trilogy is going to wrap up and some of those characters. I was really, really fell in love with Lakinda in, in that book. Um, so I yeah. can't wait to see how that ends. And uh, overall, just really good vibes. And, and I'm glad that we did this episode. It, it was really nice to look back. Absolutely. I mean, this was I – mean, thank you for the idea and for coming on. And oh, yeah. like, I can't wait for the rest of the week. Again, as we said earlier, we want to remind you all, Wednesday evening, Cosmic Force. Thursday evening, Legends Look Back. And Cosmic Force is at, I'm going to say it, 8 p.m. That is correct. Eastern yes! time. Yes! 8 p.m. Eastern. So 7 p.m. the real time. If you know, you know. <laughs> um, and then 9.30, Legends Look Back's triumphant return with a brand new couple of guest hosts. Or not guest hosts. Permanent host, host new host, yes. new look. Um, that will be celebrating the women of comics and celebrating the women of legends specifically. Um, yeah, I guess that's great. Corey West, any any final thoughts on where we're going? Um, yeah, anything? Any 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 characters and titles we missed? So uh, one thing that we may have missed, I know yes. that nobody missed, but um, <clears throat> was in the Last Jedi. I love the I love a good swerve, and I love how when uh, Leia went down and was and was hurt, and they had to have a new person in command, and they panned over to Poe, and people were like, "Well, gonna be Poe," and then they made Admiral Holdo the yes. leader, the leader yep. of the rebellion there, and people were just like, "I was like, man, hell yeah, screw everybody that thought that was gonna be Poe <laughs> or somebody else." That's yeah. such, such a great swerve, and then one of the she created one of the best maneuvers of all time. One of the best scenes of all time in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> um, I love that one. Yeah. Awesome. It was so good. And then, um, I guess to going forward, I hope that in Rogue Squadron, we get a, we get a female pilot as the lead character. Yes. That yeah. would be, yeah. that'd be sure. fantastic. That would be really cool. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah, that's something that is uh, neglected in a lot of the Star Wars storytelling in general. Is a pilot is got yeah. a sort of a bro thing attached to it, and there are women yeah. pilots in Rogue Squad in a in a yeah, in Rogue Squadron. Yes, mm-hmm. in in Rogue Squadron, Alphabet Squadron, mm-hmm. and I think is there any female pilots? I think there is in Rogue One. Is what I was trying to say, Rogue One. I think I think there's I think some so. female in the pilots comics. In there's one. quite a bit. Uh, Shara Bay. There's yeah. a Starlight Squadron. Oh yeah, Shara that's right. Bay. Shara yeah. Bay. Yeah. 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 Oh. yeah, yeah. So I would love to see a bunch of really prominent women in 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 her film. Like that would be. Fantastic. I mean, yeah. what does the future look like? I mean, I think I think you nailed it, Emma. Like from the female gaze, like that's what it is, mm-hmm. right? It's like it's women writing women characters that are not sexualized. Mm-hmm. They're not yeah. like they're not like this classic chauvinistic sort of you know like. Mm-hmm. There's history there, sure, in legends and older Star Wars films and stuff. But like we've we're moving on from that history, right? Yeah. We've decided as a culture that like. We don't want all of our women to have to be in in scantily clad outfits anymore for them to be popular characters. And there is something, you know, to be strongly appreciated by that, right? For mm-hmm. for young women and young girls to grow up seeing characters that are strong because they're strong, not because mm-hmm. they're in a slave outfit, right? Yeah. And you don't like, have to be sexist to be <clears throat> cheeky. That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Remember, exactly, everybody. Exactly. <laughs> Word of the podcast. Put it on a t-shirt. Really <laughs> Oh yeah, God. I'm all, yeah. I'm all for I'm all for more more characters like Ray being written. Yeah. I mean, she yeah. is in not any way inappropriately written all the way through the sequel trilogy, yeah. and she's a perfect character. I mean, she's really really good. So, yeah. you know, I think the I think the the way forward is paved with women at the helm, like mm-hmm. to continually get 
get more women in Star Wars, and you know, I'm all about it. I, I want everybody. I say this all the time, right? Like, we're not social justice warriors, right? We're, we're not, you know, use all the bud word, buzzwords. We're not Disney shills. I just want anybody to be able to watch Star Wars and be like, that could be me. That's all I want, right? Because yeah. we all felt like that, right? Like, Absolutely. Bunch, bunch of white dudes. We all felt yeah. like that, and like for for. Emma, who's a bit younger than us, right, and a woman, to be able to see herself in Star Wars, that means a lot to me. And I hope everybody gets that that experience out of Star Wars. And the only way we get that is by allowing creators to, you know, tell the story from their point of view, right? Exactly. And yeah. The more and the we, And we mean, gosh, we've, we've had <clears throat> such great movements forward with animation with characters like Ahsoka, mm. who we haven't, like, mentioned at all, and characters like Hera in the chat and Rebels and, like, Sabine. And, like, kids get it. Like, you know, they, they're, they're growing yeah. up in a world where, yeah, there's every type of person in Star Wars, and that's awesome. So as adults, mm. we sometimes need to catch up. We need to, like, say, yeah. all right, kids, mm-hmm. we will get on your level, and I'm looking forward with the announced projects that are coming up with things like the Acolyte um, things like that. <clears throat> We're going in a great direction. Keep pre-ordering the, the books you want. Keep watching the shows. Keep loving these characters. Y- and you know what? We may not like everything because it's it's stories. Stories are different. Um, and that's fine. But <clears throat> the fact is we're going to get more people telling their own stories in Star Wars. And it's going to be freaking awesome. Again, Emma, thank you for coming on this show. Thank you for this amazing idea. And all of you in the chat, thank you. For, for telling us some of your favorite characters and your favorite things. And we hope that some of these books kind of lit a fire in you. And maybe you want to check them out. Um, and again, if you do, head over to Utini. Check out a book profile. Figure out what you want to do. Support whatever bookstore you want. And read the next story that you're going to love with your new favorite character. And but pick, my friends, up, and pick <gasps> up a Utini shirt that we're all wearing the same one. Yes. We are all, look for the how, first time, we're all wearing cool the we same are. branded <laughs> Utini shirts. <laughs> This never we had to call before. it out. It's never happened before, and it shan't again because Charles hates us. And I guess he's coming back next week. Charles um, is on night shift, just so we're clear. <laughs> he's on night shift, to be clear. We never did say that this time, did we? But All right, everyone. Okay. We love you all. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you all for listening because that'll do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you support us on Patreon, thank you so much. We hope to see you in the Discord or anywhere else. Keep your eyes peeled for our upcoming Patreon listener events. A special thank you goes out to Cheryl Bell, O.K. Endar, Jeremy Kazina, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at DocStarWarsMD. Charles, when he's here, is at C. Hankel. And Wes is at Boss West. And Emma is at IrmaJedi26. A special thank you goes out to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor. Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire. Check out his work on Legends Look Back this week. And Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey, Wes, and Emma for podcasting with me tonight. Thank you to all of you for tuning in. And as always, may the Force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you, always.